All right, everybody, on top five tonight, we got a good one. We're back, baby, and we're doing the top five movie endings of all time. Welcome to Top Five with Joey Casada, starring Joey Casada. Team Jesus, my friend. No! Am I walking around, Paul? Co-starring Ernie Palooza. And the doctor, Tommy Snyder. Goddamn. Now here's your host, Joey Casada. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Top Five. I'm your host, Joey Casada. And I'm a damn dirty ape. You got that right, you <laughs> filthy animal. What's happening, Bernie? We're back. We're back, baby. Been a long time. <laughs> We've been away for a while. Lots of stuff going on. I've been super busy. I uh, had new C new ZO2 album just dropped. I've been recording the new Ace Freely record. I did some uh, big show with Bruce Kulik and Kiss. The final Kiss show at the Garden just happened. Lots of stuff went on this winter. What about you, Ern? I've been sick for over a month. I can't even... We can't even record if Ernie's sick because... He's so sick that it could come through the screen. I don't want any part of that vile monster near my body. I could go viral. You're viral, all right. But Erna, we're back. I mean, listen, it's it, we've had a little bit of a hiatus. Hopefully, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. <clears throat> That's the plan. We'll be back weekly. This is our 99th episode. We've been waiting to get to 100 for a long time. We took this we took this crazy break, but we're back. And we got a fantastic show tonight. We're going to be doing the top five movie endings of all time. Now, Ernie, we got any Ernie rules? What do we got here? I don't even remember what Ernie rules are. Uh, so, <laughs> no. I'll give you the definition. It's in the dictionary. <laughs> oh, Ridiculous rules made up by Ernie to hurt Joey while we do the podcast. No Ernie rules. Nothing. Good, 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 good. What else you been up to, Burn? Absolutely nothing. As I said, I've been the sickest really knocked me out for over a month. Over uh, a month walking straight. The whole family or what? The whole family, yeah. Passing good it God. back. It's, it's been terrible. Come on by. But you, oh Jesus. You feel good now? I still got Ernie DNA all over my bathroom. I don't need to come over. Yep. Share it. It's caring. But like I said, I've had a lot going on. Uh, the new ZO2 album, which you can see behind me right there. Um, it's called Begin Again. It is on Kibble Records right now. You can order it on kibblerecords.com. It is not streaming until at least March. <clears throat> so pick up your copy. Lots of cool inserts. You know, we're big Kiss fans, obviously. So it comes with inserts. It comes with, you know, it, it gets mailed to you in a special baggie. It's, you know, it's got all the stickers in it. It's got... It's got postcards. It's got so many cool extras in it that, you know, it feels like an old school CD when you get the package. I didn't, Believe it or not, I got the packages. I don't even have a CD play to play in it. So, but it is cool to have. It's in my collection. Um, the streaming will be probably starting in March on Spotify and Apple Music and so on and so forth. But 
Pick up the CD from Kibble Music right now. It's available now. Go online. If you go on my any of my uh, social media pages, you can check it out, and I'll post the link. You can order directly from Kibble Records. Did you get one yet, Ern? No, but I've listened to the song. My, uh, my, even my daughter loves it. Oh, and she's never liked this CO2 song before. So a lot of people are asking us. So the album, it's a double disc. The first disc is a full greatest hits. Set, second disc is a couple new tracks along with all the unreleased tracks that we never released on DVD. Some singles we did um, right before the band broke up. And we had plenty of stuff that was released, but we never put it on CD. So the second disc is filled with all of that stuff with a couple unreleased tracks. And of course, the new song, Begin Again. And we even have a new live track with uh, Sean McNabb, who's our new bass player, doing a, a really cool cover of a ZZ, old ZZ Top song. Fantastic, fantastic cover. He's great. <coughs> yeah, Sean's great. Uh, again, I like I said, I've been busy. I also just finished recording the new all the uh, the new Ace Freely tracks. I'm on more than half of the record. It's going to be released fully in February, I believe. The first single is out right now, Ten Thousand Volts. I'm not on that. That's the master himself, Anton Fig, who also does a couple tracks on the record. But I think I have the most tracks of any drummer on the record. So you know, really crazy to. Uh, <laughs> Be playing on the new Ace Recorder. Yeah, the, he's a new guy. Um, was he ever do anything before this? <laughs> he's in. He was in this old band called Freely's Comet. Oh, you should look them up. They're pretty good. Sure, <laughs> you got it. But let's dive in. Anything else, sir? And so obviously, as always, you know, we don't have any doctor tonight. We needed a stress-free show. We needed to dive in back to the originals. Me and Burn himself. We're going to dive back in. We're going to get a couple shows under our belts, and then maybe we'll get some guest stars and have some fun. But tonight, super fun. This was a hard one. And I got to tell you, when we talked about this earlier today, I thought it would be pretty easy. I had a hard time. What about you? Well, there's a... No, actually, I didn't have a hard time, believe it or not, with this. I have to say no. I knew I had, what... I didn't, have, I didn't have a hard time figuring out movies. I had, I had a hard time narrowing it down to five. There's a, um there's only one recent one. So the four, I've known this for. You could ask me this question um for 20 years and I would have still answered it the same way. There's only one recent movie. <coughs> 2016. Let's well, let's see. Ern, why don't you start us off? Your number five movie ending of all time. What do you got? Gladly, Joseph. Number five. No way out. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my God! Yes, go ahead. Tell the people. Kevin Costner. Uh, um, I have a. I look at this movie in 1987, and it's like the whole blueprint of all the John Grissom movies that came out right after this in the early 90s, late 90s, where all the John Grissom books were turned into movies. But this one came out first, and. It's better than any of those John Grissom movies, even though it's very similar. And the ending, I mean, <laughs> this this whole category is spoilers today. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, where do I go? With <laughs> no, listen, if people haven't seen these movies too effing bad, we're going to tell them the spoilers. If you don't want to hear what happens at the at the end of No Way Out, you want to watch it, fast forward a little bit, but tell, tell the people, Aaron. Well, No Way Out is about this... Russian mole 
in the Pentagon, which is is, is a myth. It, the 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 myth goes that the Russians took somebody when they were young, put them through the whole American political system, and is now like a lifelong mole of the Pentagon. Pentagon, and basically, it's just a story. <laughs> they even call it Yuri. Um, but it turns out at the end of this that it really is true, and it's a, it's it's out of nowhere at the end. Great, great. I, yeah. Just like probably a lot of these movies, you turned me on to No Way Out. I had never heard of it. What year is No Way Out, Ernie? 87. 87. What year? We probably watched it, what, in the 90s at some point, right? I didn't mention it to, like, 89 or 90. Right. So, <laughs> so I, I had – this was not even on my radar at all when I was when I was growing up. It was 87. I didn't know of this movie, and I probably wouldn't have liked it then anyway. But when you showed me this, I did not see that end coming. And, man – the, the movie was great, but the end, you know, the, I think probably, unless I'm going to hope with all these movie endings, the endings of these movies make these movies. They're, I look at my um, list, they're, they're kind of all twist endings, except the recent one. We'll talk about that. <laughs> great one. Earn. Fantastic. All right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I got to start with, with an oldie. But a damn goodie. Now, this one, this and the ending of this movie, it's almost like a double. I consider there's there's really two big endings of this movie, and they're both equally fantastic for different reasons. And that is The Godfather One. So again, in my brain, when I think of the ending, I think of obviously, Michael, do you renounce Satan? And all the hits go off, right? All at once. Michael planned it all, killed all the other fam- heads of the families um, while he's at his niece's baptism. Is that right, Ern? Uh, yeah, uh, Carlos and um, Connie. Right. And so that, you know, in my brain, I immediately go to that. But that's not really the final ending. But I think that uh, that is the ending of the movie. That's the climax. Holy shit, this is incredible. But the very ending almost might be even better. When, you know, when Connie comes in, Carlo's dead, long gone. You know, you won't see him no more. Uh, he's gone. Michael had him killed. Connie's comes in screaming, crying, beating him up. You killed my husband. You killed my husband. You're just like your father. You killed my husband, you pig bastard. So Michael's wife, of course, they take Connie away. They told, you know, go get her a doctor. That's my line. Go get her a doctor. Um, Because she's hysterical. I mean, she needs a doctor. Hysterical. But Michael's wife is is pressing him. What is is she telling the truth, Michael? And Michael never erupts ever until the scene. He finally screams. He goes, I'm going to let you ask me about my business one time. One time. And she asks him, is it true? And Michael says, Ern? No. No. <laughs> of course it's true. It's great. And then, of course, she walks away. The door's closing in the background. And they're kissing the new Godfather's ring. God, what a perfect ending. Excellent. I, um, I'm not an editing guy. I, I'm so technology behind. But I would like somebody to take the baptism scene and splice it with the scene from uh, Revenge of the Sith 
<laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Do you even not say, you know, that you seem killing everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's good. Ern, good start. What do you got? Number four. Come on, back to you. Number four. Um, I could give it away with two words. I'm going to see if you can guess with two words. You ready? Kaiser Zose. <laughs> oh. You know, I, it's on my it's on my honorable mentions. Oh, can you even pronounce? I mean, can you can you spell Kaiser Zose? <laughs> I can't spell either either name. Yeah. The, uh, the Usual Suspects from 1995, um, which had two, it had a false ending. When they're showing that Dean Keaton is really Kaiser. <laughs> Right, um, and then after it's all over, suddenly they throw this wrench at the very end that basically everything we watched didn't happen. He made it all up from the very beginning, just uh, looking at the wall. Incredible! So, and the big life. reveal is him getting rid of the limp, right? I think is that the reveal, kind of. Yeah, he that even that was fake. Oh, so good! It was it was close. It almost made it, but. I'll tell you the truth. The reason why I didn't make it, I haven't watched it in so long. I don't I don't remember the impact as much as, you know, obviously I remember the ending, but I'd have to rewatch it again. Watched it with my kid recently. Oh, did they, did they like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Ernie, my number four. Please tell me. I'm going to say four words to you. And it's going to be a question, Ernie. And it starts with Watts, and it ends with Box. Oh, what's, what's in the box, the box? Ernie? What's what in the box? the box? Seven. Oh, this ending is off the charts perfect. Again, for anyone who hasn't seen this, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, who's the killer again, Ern? What's his Who's the killer? Uh, was it him again? John Doe. John Doe. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. No, but what's the, what's the actor's name? Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Same guy, right? Exactly. Um, so for anyone who hasn't seen this, The Seven Deadly Sins, Kevin Spacey, the, the killer, uh, John Doe, is, is doing the, the seven deadly sins as murders. And there's two left by the end. And he's, you know, in handcuffs and he's confessing, basically confessing to uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman. <clears throat> and they bring him out to this desert and there's only two sins that are left. And I think they're Envy and... Uh, wrath. Wrath. Envy and Wrath, right. <clears throat> so there's a delivery in the middle of the desert. No one knows what it is, of course. It's just a box. Morgan Freeman opens the box. Start screaming. But John, what, John Doe has the upper hand, right? It was the upper hand. He has the higher ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it turns out that uh, Kevin Spacey's character had envy for Brad Pitt and his marriage. So he kills Gwyneth Paltrow, puts her head in the box, delivers it to Brad Pitt, and for basically forces Brad Pitt into another murder, which is Wrath, and he kills Kevin Spacey at the end. It's just, what a perfect, perfect movie, perfect ending. I think not only is it the same actor as my choice, but I think it's the same year as well. Is it the same year? 
I think it's 95. Yeah, I, I think it is 95. You're right. Wow. Kevin Spacey, huh? Because he was good for endings at that time, huh? Nice. <laughs> he likes the end. <laughs> He's always the twist bad guy, too. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Come on. What do you got? Number three. You know, you haven't noticed as we get older about <laughs> our boners. <laughs> Where's he going? I'm saying, like, remember when we're younger, like, it, all the time, and now, but as you get older, it's only something sexual. It's the only time. Well, I got at the end of Rogue Star Wars Rogue One, it moved. <laughs> what? What's the what's the end? Oh, the end of Rogue One when it merges. Of course, of course, something happened down there at the very end of that movie. Oh, you know that, so you know what? I I wouldn't I wouldn't say it didn't happen to me either. <laughs> when Darth Vader made his appearance, yeah, that was pretty in chilling full, in, in full monster mode. Oh, oh he was God, just. Wow, that was I fo totally forgot about that off my radar. But you're right. What a great way. Tell people for people who haven't seen Rogue, Rogue One. Well, Rogue One is a long Star Wars movie with a bunch of uh characters that never I never even heard of before. You know, I've seen all the follow the Star Wars, never heard of these characters. It doesn't matter, they're all dead by the end anyway. But it, it um it explains it actually makes A New Hope a better movie for me yeah, even. Agreed. Now I enjoy A New Hope even more because of this movie. Because it explains a, a major plot hole from, from A New Hope. Why would why would there even be such an easy way to destroy right. the damn thing? Um, but at the very end, they steal the plants, and Darth Vader is basically chasing them. There's a hallway scene, um, similar to the beginning of A New Hope, but just he's He's a monster. It's I'm in love with him. Oh, he's I mean, again, Rogue One is the prequel to the first Star Wars movie or the fourth, however you wanted to give it in from into no into New Hope. They really go right into one another and it's it bridges the gap of what happened right before New Hope. It is really perfectly done. And the way Ernie said it too, all the characters in Rogue One, you never heard of because. They have to be dead by the end of the movie because we've never heard of them before. And there has to be a reason. Why have we never heard of these people? Because they're all dead. But they're the reason behind the plans and all that stuff. All the rebels. Incredible. Love it. Very, very good pick, Ernie. Under the radar. I'm, this is, again, I say it every time we do a show. It's why I love doing this show. <clears throat> it, it, you know, gives me reason to go watch stuff, go listen to stuff, go, you know, go do stuff. No Way Out is something I haven't thought about in forever. I'll go watch that this weekend. Come over. Oh, no. There's a lot of disease in that house. Not anymore. We're all oh. good. Now. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm going to go. This is probably, you know, my, my favorite movies of all time always jump around, right? It's always hard to narrow down. But this one consistently is at the number one spot. All-time favorite movie. Rocky. Oh, yeah. You gotta, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's a perfect movie. And it's a perfect ending because it's not the fairy tale. It's not Rocky wins. He becomes the champ. 
No, Rocky, people forget. Most, you know, casual Rocky fans don't realize Rocky lost the first fight. And it it made it that much more magical. If Rocky wins that fight, of course it's a good movie, but by Rocky losing that fight, it wasn't about losing. It was about going the distance. It was about him persevering and keep getting up and fighting back. And he got destroyed in that fight, but he would not give up. And without a, without a knockout, he wasn't winning that fight because he was getting killed. It's just the perfect movie with the perfect, I don't even want to call it a feel-good ending, but it, it is, it, I guess it's a feel-good ending. Rocky is so much funnier, the first Rocky, than, than I ever remember. We watched it again recently because my kids wanted to see it. The other Rocky movies, I know you're going to be not happy about this. I really don't like many of the other Rocky movies as I've gotten older. But the first Rocky movie is inc- one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, the Rocky character obviously is so different by the time Rocky Three comes around. They're just yeah. different movies. They're great movies in their own right. I love Rocky, Rocky Three, Rocky Four. I absolutely adore. But he's a different character. I loved Rocky Three and Rocky Four as a teenager, but I've watched them recently older. They don't hold the magic that Rocky that Rocky One still still does it for me. Oh, I I mean I agree. Rocky One is is the best, but it's again they're different movies. Rocky Three is a action movie, you know, a high action energy movie. Rocky One is a drama. You know what I mean? It's not an action movie. There's a joke, or maybe it's not a joke. There's a line in Rocky One that I have an interpretation. They don't really explain it, but let me hear if if we have the same interpretation. Rocky is saying there's there's a mistake about the poster that he's wearing red uh uh trunks with white things, and the poster is white trunks with red things. And the promoter looks and goes, "It doesn't really matter, does it?" I have an interpretation of what that meant. Um. Do you have do you have an interpretation of what the, the I mean, was- in my brain it doesn't really matter because Rocky you have no chance anyway. What does that really matter? My interpretation is that either way, it's gonna be all red. Oh. <laughs> I never th- I mean, I guess we're on the same page, but you're a little <laughs> bit more to the to the point. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be all red by the time this is over, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. What a great movie, God! Even that scene, right? So good. I, I, I that's my. I, I like my interpretation. <laughs> and I just love. I love the stories behind, like the first movies of franchises like this. Like Rocky had no budget. The scene where they're in the ice skating rink, and it's just him and Adrian walking around the ice skating rink. It's one of the greatest scenes ever to me in movie history. It's so, it sets up their characters and, and their relationship so perfectly. The original script had a, called for a full ice skating rink, skaters and blah, blah, blah. And they couldn't, I think they couldn't get the extras or whatever it was. They couldn't get people in the skating rink. So they made it look like the skating rink was closed down. Get the same actor again, huh? From The Godfather and Rocky, the Talia Shire. Oh, yeah. Connie. From The Shire. <laughs> She's not from The Shire. <laughs> Come on, what do you got? Number two, baby. Number two. Uh, end of Chinatown. Oh, I knew you were going there. I knew it. It's it, it could be my favorite as I've aged. 
but there is one from my childhood that I put number one just because it I it was a moment that still imprinted on my life. It's, so it, it changed my life. So I, I put this as number two. Um, to have the bad guys win so completely, so, uh, so and, the, and the good guys to see that they won complete and powerless to do anything about it. It's shock. It's so shocking, and it's, it's so heartbreaking. I. It's what so year is Chinatown earned? Seventy. Uh, seventy-four. Hmm. Another one you introduced me to. I never never knew of it. Of course, Jack Nicholson. Um, another. Uh, wait a minute. Another Godfather actress in there. Who's the girl? Uh- uh, isn't it? Up? I think it's Faye Dunaway. Yeah, right. So that is now Michael's wife in Godfather. No, nah, that, that, that Diane Keaton is. Um, oh, Diane Keaton. Yeah, to- totally different. Sorry. <laughs> They're both uh, great. <laughs> what year is Godfather one? Seventy two. Yeah. Yeah, Chinatown's a great one. I knew you were going there. I probably wouldn't have made my list anyway, but I I do love it. It could be number one if I looked at it at my right now in my life, but. My, this movie changed changed who I am. My number one, so is it the way the way I watch movies? Even I have a funny feeling your your number one is my number one, but I, I'm not changing it just because that that that's not what we do here. But I have a feeling we got the same number one. We'll talk about it when we when we reveal yours. But up to my number two. So my number two is by far my newest movie on my list. Obviously, I'm a big comic book fan. <clears throat> Love all the comic book movies. Love the Marvel movies. My favorite comic book storyline of all time is the Infinity Gauntlet, which is obviously the Infinity War in uh, in in the movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But the I, you know, obviously being such a big fan of the comics, I was I didn't know what I was expecting because I knew Infinity War was going to be like a two part, which is my pick by the way, number two, Infinity War. I knew Infinity War was going to be a two-part movie. So I kept trying to figure out how they were going to end it. I never in a million years thought that Thanos would have all the gems at the end of the first movie. I just assumed, like in the comics, you know, he would, it, the battle was for the gems. And then, you know, when, once he got them, it's really over. Because what are you doing? You're not doing anything to Thanos after, after the gems. So I just assumed, oh, he'd probably have three gems and it looked like a lost cause or maybe maybe, maybe even five gems and he was about to get the six and it was going to be a cliffhanger. Never in a million years did I think the snap was happening in the first movie. So when it happened, <clears throat> and of course the way they did it, it was so perfect. Obviously, complete tragedy. Half the universe dies, all the Avengers die. Poor Spider-Man is hugging Tony Stark on some unknown on uh, Titan. And he's saying, Mrs. Stark, I don't want to go. Mrs. Stark. Every time I say that to my daughter, she starts crying. So the people in the theater were weeping. And I was like, yes. What a great, great, great ending. When the bad guys win so, you know, easily and overwhelmingly, to me, it's a great, great ending because you don't see it coming. Dynamite. I wish there was no end game. That's how much I love the Right. I, just end and everyone, half of them are dead. Oh, that would, that would be great. Like uh, Iron Man, when Spider-Man says that thing, goes, it, 
don't it's okay because we replace you every two movies anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we'll get another actor to play you soon. Don't worry. (laughs) We got three waiting over there. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, just just, that's my you know, my favorite Marvel movie uh, ever. Again, it's based off my favorite comic book storyline ever. So the way it was done, I was very worried that they were gonna botch it and not do a good job. And obviously the comic is much different. Uh, Silver Surfer has a big prominent role in the comic. He's more of the, I guess you would say the Thor character where he comes in at the end and almost saves the day, but um, just great, just a great, 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 great movie. All right, Aaron, we are flying. We are up to your number one. Let's see what you got on your list. Hold on. Let's look back at what you had. Number five, No Way Out, Kevin Costner. Number four, Kaiser Sose, The Usual Suspects. Number three, Rogue One, and it moved. A Star Wars story. Oh, is that part of the title, actually? Yeah. Number two, Jack Nicholson in Chinatown. And your number one favorite movie ending of all time is... 1980? No, I think it's different than mine. Go ahead. Um, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, you know what? Go ahead. Uh, uh, I was 10 years old. And at this time, this time period, there weren't many ways to even watch movies. You had to go to the movies or it had to be showing at a particular day and time on TV. Those were my only choices. That's it. So I really didn't see that many movies at that time. I, maybe I thought I saw a lot, but in retrospect, I didn't. But I saw enough that I had some rules in my head what movies had to be. And the main rule, the good guys had to win at the end. That was my rule up to age 10. And then, obviously, 10-year-old male, Empire Strikes I had to go see the next Star Wars movie. I see it, and my mind is, is blown. I've watched a movie where the bad guys win, and they win completely. And then it ends. I have no knowledge of Return of the Jedi. That's three years in the future. At age 10, that's a lifetime. I got no thinking of that. I think I just saw the end of Star Wars and the bad guys won it. It's over. And and I've been rooting for the bad guys ever since. <laughs> Listen, I'm not arguing with this pick. It's not my number one pick. It's definitely on my number one, on my honorable mentions. Empire is Empire and Rocky One flip-flop back and forth for my favorite movie of all time always year to year day to day any at any given day one of them is my my favorite movie of all time um the reason why empire didn't make my list of top five just because again i'm a little older than you i mean i'm a little i'm sorry you're a little older than me and i didn't experience i saw empire a little bit later I didn't experience that moment in the theaters the way you did. Um, obviously, the reveal that Darth Vader is Luke's father and the you know all of that stuff happening and then the Empire winning, of course, it's literally one of the greatest movies of all time. Greatest endings, like you said, shock value. You don't know another Star Wars movie is coming. Like you said, you think this is it. The Jedi lost, and Luke and Leia are doomed, and that's it. But 
the very, very end does give you a little hope. They're kind of sitting back now. Luke has his new hand. They're looking out into the Milky Way. You get a little feel of maybe something is something good is to come. Yeah, uh, recently they had a article come out about it where uh, Harrison Ford went to Mark Hamill, and um, they're watching they're watching the movie. Goes, goes, kid. He always called Mark Hamill kid. Kid, you never told me that uh that uh Darth Vader was your father, and and uh, Mark Hamill goes, look, goes, what you have the script too, and then Harrison <laughs> Ford goes, I only read my parts. <laughs> That's Harrison Ford, all right, right. Because that had to be a big kept secret, right? I can only imagine them filming that. They had to keep that under wraps. Yeah, well, yep. I wonder if a movie like that today could, you think they could get away with doing such a big thing like that today without getting it leaked? No. It would be hard. I mean, a, a movie like Star Wars, you know, the biggest movie at the time, Three years later, the new movie's coming out, and you try and you find out that the the heat, the villain, the monster villain, not our monster, another monster, and the main hero are father and son. Push. I mean, forget it. I mean, b b by the end of this story, that they're all it's 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 a family movie. <laughs> I almost felt like the Leia thing was always like a, an after. Oh, Leo, yeah, let's do. We got to do another shock. Let's make Leia his his sister too. Which is why the kiss in um in it is really not too big of a deal at the time. I don't think right. that was part of the plan. No, I think he's making it up as he go. He didn't have oh, no hundred percent. He doesn't know, when he's writing the first Star Wars. He doesn't know Luke and Leia are related. Yeah. No way. Not even in the second one. No. I agree. Why else would they have a scene like that? No, there's no, there's no way. No and way. why would, you, why would there be a hundred years between the movies? <laughs> you know? All right, let me recap what I got. So number five, The Godfather. Number four, Seven. Number three, Rocky. Number two, Infinity War. And you kind of spoiled my my number one in the opening of the show. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. The reveal at the end of the first Planet of the Apes. And I don't mean the new Planet of the Apes series that are out. I'm talking about, is it 60s there in the first one? 68. 68. The reveal of the Statue of Liberty and to show that they're on Earth the whole time and Charlton Heston screaming that they did it Sick bastards finally did it. What's the exact line, Ern? You did it. You blew it up. <laughs> Damn you all. Damn you all the hell. Yes. To know that the whole movie, you know, you don't know that the movie is on Earth. Obviously, you're thinking this is a planet of the apes. There's an astronaut lands on the planet, right? You're thinking, of course, he, he's on a different planet. The reveal, it's like a giant Twilight Zone episode. Just, oh, my God. What a twist. You know, to get back to boners, uh, Nova. <laughs> oh. You're always a big Nova fan. No, with nothing wrong with Nova. Yep. <laughs> a girl like that that doesn't talk? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What a great movie. Come, what do you got? You got some honorable mentions? What do you got? 
Uh, this honorable mention was actually uh, reminded to me of my kid, whose birthday is today. Woo! Happy 16 years Happy old. Birthday, reminded me of um the end of the thing. Oh, yeah. I didn't think much about it when I first saw it, but since I've been watching YouTube videos that have been discussing and analyzing the end, now I think the ending is incredible in its ambiguity. Where, well, like, what, it, what's the what's the new theory again? I remember you saying this on another episode too. Well, at least one of them is not human. At least one, right? And John Carpenter, I think, has um affirmed it now. He says at least one of them is not human. This thing with the eyes that the, in in the movie, whenever whenever something is not human, the eyes are darkened in every yeah. scene, and they show that at the end. Um, one of the actors at the end is there's no smoke coming out. Oh, I didn't. You know what? I, I have to look at it again. Um, right when Mc they're in the snow, just at the very end, right? McCready is drinking out of a bottle of liquor when yeah. all the bottles of liquor have been filled with uh, hello, kerosene at the end. Remember the explosions? Right. So he's supposedly he's faking drinking it, and then he gives it to the guy, and the guy drinks it and doesn't react, and then McCready laughs like he knows something now. There's, oh there's so much going on. You got to watch these cool. YouTube videos. I got to watch it again. Wow, that's cool. All right, one of mine. I'm surprised this wasn't on your list, Aaron. Even though I guess the ending is not as a big, big thing, but Princey Press, life is beautiful. Oh yeah. Oh, the tank at the end. Oh my God, what a what an incredible movie. Um, Italian movie about World War II concentration camp. Um, this father and his son and his whole family are in the concentration camp and the father is hiding the son the whole time he's, he's there but being tortured and he's telling the son that they're on like a game show, right? It's a competition and they're going to win a tank if they, they battle their way through and it. it's all the, everything that they go through, it's all for this tank. Eventually the father dies, but at the very end, I think the American soldiers come and they're, they're, they have a tank and the kid thinks he won, right? It's one of my favorite. Um, we did the pot, top films of all time, though. It's like my number three, I think. Yeah. Great. Great. What else you got? You got any more? Uh, it's hard to, it's not truly the end of the movie. <laughs> uh, do the right thing <laughs> was, oh. I saw it in the movies and I was watching it as pretty much a comedy for most of the movie. <sighs> well, then, yeah, no, you're right. The whole the whole movie is is very lighthearted and crazy yeah. and fun, and until that end, when um when he breaks the radio with the yeah. baseball bat, there was not a sound in the movie theater. Wow, nobody was even like breathing <laughs> like that. Like, where the no... hell is this going right now? Yeah. Wow. I got another one. Another one we brought up, I think, on one of the other podcasts we did, Ern, um, Frailty. I love that movie. Yeah. Oh, the ending of Frailty is so incredible. I, I don't want to go into the whole twist at the end, but whoever has not seen this movie, it's a, it's a fantastic horror movie starring um, Bill Paxton and Matthew McConaughey. It is just an underrated, nobody ever talks about this movie. There's such a great twist at the end. Go watch it. It's incredible. It's such an old school, old, like 70s horror movie feel. 
Oh, absolutely. Loved it. Loved that. And the the story, I think it's Bill Paxton's first directing um, job, too. And the way he tells the story, it's, you know, it's told, there's flashbacks and present day. And the way you're watching this movie as a viewer, he knows what you're what you're thinking before you're thinking. He knows everything he's telling you in the flashback. You're questioning. This can't be true. This can't be true. This can't be true. And everything you're watching in the present day is just like a confession. Of course, this is true. Of course, this is true. Of course, this is true. Meanwhile, at the end, they flop. They flip flop. The whole backstory is true. And everything that Matthew McConaughey is saying in the, in the present is all lies. Incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Woman here. But... What? I got this sweatshirt on. Without, take it off. Relax. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. What is this? That's not no, what I yeah. think it is. <laughs> let me see the end. Let me see the back, Ernie. All right. Up to the camera. Oh, uh, stop right there. Just stay there. Wow. That is the now infamous classic Ernie Palooza 98 shirt that we had made for the one of our Bordy Barn trips. Right, Ern? Yep. Bobby Balls drew that? 25-year 20, anniversary. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ernie, that is pretty incredible. You look, you don't, you look a little subhuman in that, in that drawing. <laughs> you a look little, a little like someone from the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> a damn dirty ape. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That gives me an idea, Ernie. Maybe we re-release the Ernie Palooza 98 shirt on Amazon for our fans. What do you think? I think the fans deserve it. Maybe I'll do a little poll after this episode is released. We'll do a little poll. Who wants an Ernie Palooza shirt with that epic drawing? One more time, Ernie. Get, let me show it to the people. Oh, it's hard to turn around. It's going to be thousands. Oh, my God. Look at this. You look like a caveman. Unbelievable. <laughs> that, ah. Uh, oh. <clears throat> I know I want one. I don't have, you know what? I might still have mine. It's an antique. But I think we got to do that, the big drawing right on the front. We don't need the little face Ernie. We need the giant ape Ernie on the front. <laughs> okay. Oh. Well, but it's great to be back, Ernie. Next week, we got our 100th episode. We got some plans. We're going to talk over what we're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. Maybe we get the doctor back for the 100th. We'll talk it over. If he's alive still, I haven't heard from him. He might be, uh, he might be MIA uh, for all I know. What do you think? I missed it. I needed the doctor all the, this month. <laughs> <laughs> no, you needed a different kind of doctor. You didn't need that doctor. Any sure. last words, Ern? Uh, just glad to be back. I We apologize to the fans. We know it up. Getting a lot of uh, hate mail on social media. We're we, back. This is why we're back. We're here for the fans. We're here for the people, Ern. Because <clears throat> we care. As always, send us your emails to top five with Joey Casada at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of this episode. Let us know your top five movie endings of all time. Let us know some future topics you want us to cover. We'll have some giveaways coming up soon. Maybe we'll give away the new ZO2 CD. When I get the new ACD, we'll do some giveaways for that. But we'll have some fun contests. Uh, I do eventually want to do... Have we done a Z-Rock episode yet, Ernie? Uh, 
Z not Z Rock Z O two. Maybe we'll do a Z Rock episode. Maybe we we'll get Paulie on. Maybe we'll get Big J on. We'll we'll get some people on. It'll be a fun episode. But thank you for everything. You can get our merch at Amazon.com. Just type in Joey Casado on Amazon.com. You get our top five merch. You get the Ernie shirt. You get the Joey shirt. You'll get the Monster shirt. Lots of fun stuff up there. You get the logo shirt. Lots of cool items. As long as with Z Rock and Jer Joey Licious, all my stuff that I'm I'm doing right now. But we will see you next week for our 100th epic episode. Good night.